Welcome to episode two of the Composers Around Table. I have here with me uh, Matthias and Reed and Simeon. And this time you can also read it because I put it up so it's easy for you to know who's who. Anyway, anyway, uh, welcome guys. How are you doing today? Very good. Doing well, doing good. All right. A little yeah. rainy, but, but good. Yeah, well, it's actually not rain here. It's pretty warm. And slightly tired, but other than that, doing pretty well. Here in Sweden, we're actually enjoying uh, a really, well, summer has come eventually. It's been quite a cold spring, but now it's really nice. It's uh, sort of in between spring and summer, but it's really lovely. So I've been outside a little bit. How's the weather over at your at your guys? It's, it's the nice kind of... Oh, sorry. It's nice in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It was cold before, but it's getting nice this week. All yeah, right. see, a little, little cool, rainy seventies, uh, but uh, but all good. It's all good. Uh, for me, it's it's the kind of clammy weather, you know. It's a sticky, warm weather. So, oh yeah, not really enjoying it too much, but it's, it's fine. All right. Yeah, that's coming soon. So mm. in the summer. So, all right. So what have you guys been up to uh, this week? Anything uh, in composing world or just general life or anything you've noticed? Well, I'm still working through this um, violin instrumental thing and um, trying to find a, a violin sound that the violinist uh, is pleased with. It was like the last last things that I were, was using. It was like, I can't stand that sound. It's like, oh my gosh. So it's like very challenging for a keyboard player to um, uh, to impress a uh, a concert, you know, like a really really top of the line violinist. So uh, that's been challenging, but uh, but fun and a, and a neat learning experience. And I'm just coming off of my uh, Elvis gospel gig, which was the first live gig uh, that I was uh, able to play w- uh, at with in a year and a half. So to actually get out there and play with live musicians and a horn section and a, a gospel quartet. And it was just like, it was a lot of fun. So um, that, that gives me a lot of hope that uh, we're going to start seeing things pick back up, uh, especially for musicians and and for performing and that type of thing. I'm very hopeful that things are uh, on an upward, upward track. So I'm feel good about that. Oh, sounds good. Sam. And anything you've been up to this uh, week or these two weeks, I mean, read. I finished a video on the UVI Meteor, which is a sound effects software. And uh, it's kind of a silly video, but I'm really happy about finishing that one because my next video is going to be on world music, which is something, you know, is really dear to my heart. And so, yeah, I mean, those are the two things. And also the Native Instruments sale just got announced. And so I'm dealing with that. Oh, yeah, we should definitely delve into that a little bit later. Awesome. Okay, cool. Anything you've been up to this uh, last two weeks, Matthias? Yes, actually. Um, Not the things I was planning on doing, but the things I wasn't planning on doing. Um, So one thing I did is I looked into actually, yeah, what should go into recording a real orchestra. So I tried to contact a few people, look around, because I want want to get some of my own uh, stuff recorded. So that's pretty exciting. I also actually looked around, like, what would it take to get a local group of musicians together 
but just the, the cost efficiency is so much worse <laughs> if you try to do that, at, at, at least where I live. So I don't know how it might be in other places, but um, yeah, I would like to do that because it's, you know, I always like would like to stimulate the local uh, musicians uh, if that's possible. Um, but in this instance, it's just not really all that e economical for me. So it's yeah. going to be Eastern Europe, as most people tend to do when they're slightly on a on a budget. <laughs> yes. Yeah, myself, excellent. Actually, that reminds me of something. But um, myself, I've been just, you know, writing music as I do. I have a few projects right now. And I've been finishing the whole Opus thing, as we talked about last week. And uh, I just want to add quickly... The orchestrator is amazing, but it's buggy. <laughs> oh, God, it's crashing constantly. Um, so I really hope they fix that because if they do, it's really something that I think is very worth your time. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I just thought about that when you said, you know, uh, putting a band together, Matthias, and hiring mm. instruments. It's really interesting because I just want to... I, I used to play a lot more in the past. I was I love I love big band music. I really love big band music, uh, and I always wanted to be part of that. And I tried to play the trumpet, and I wasn't really good enough for that, and so it didn't really work. But that's something I always thought about. You know, real music and putting a band together. I have friends who are really good jazz players, and they are always struggling with that. You know, they they really want to play, but they're gonna find a place. They're gonna afford to play. You know, it's such a unfortunately huge problem and it's one of the reasons why i have gone over to dos you could say because it's not the same but at least i have an orchestra i can play with you know in my own little world and yeah i wonder about you guys is that something that has driven you into the the daw world as well or do you have other reasons well i think i always started there hmm. uh, uh because uh you know and then just wanting to get get the things in your head out some into some tangible, you know, form. So um, just not able to really connect with a lot of musicians that had the computers or recording studios to be able to do that. But, um, but Sam, before we continue, can you welcome our, our visitors? I think we've got some people on the chat. Uh, we do. Oh, and, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, we can just maybe maybe just real quickly go ahead and reintroduce ourselves and just uh, maybe do a quick welcome to everybody and kind of tell them real quickly what the what this is all about. Um, it's Absolutely. like four guys rapping, and uh, but we want to get you guys involved. <laughs> no, but that's great, Simon. You you you. Why don't you start? Because I don't see it right now, but it also means that I'm a little bit new to this whole thing, to be honest with you. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm Simeon Ambergi uh, with PraiseTracks.com, and uh, you know we we all have our uh, own YouTube channels, and we love to. Um, you know, it's just wonderful to be able to come together with a bunch of other guys and just talk about what we love to do. And that's uh, to create music and to share our experiences with you and uh, to allow you to ask questions and to give us feedback on what you would like us to do. Uh, so it's a great way to uh, to just share and to network and because uh, we are all family uh, as far as uh, musicians and uh, arrangers and creators. And to have this opportunity to be together with uh, with Reed and Matthias and Sam is just such a great honor. So um, I hope you enjoy what you're what you're seeing, and we're gonna we're just gonna have some fun sharing together. Oh, that was great, Simeon. How do we yes. how do we follow on that? <laughs> what Simeon said. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. it. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can, yeah. I can no, introduce it. myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, basically, I'm, I'm Matthias. I have a channel called Project Anvil, which is basically centered around creating a template with the Cinematic Studio series instruments, um, trying to recreate the sort of 90s studio sound. Um, that's my main project. To be honest, I haven't really worked on it in the past few weeks. I need to get back on it. So I'm a little, a little guilty here. Um, but yeah, that's that's my main thing. And also, I, I really like to discuss all the various topics we're, we're, we're going to bring up here and uh, yeah, chatting with these guys and with you as well. So, I mean, I my name is Reed Roosevelt. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, which is called Tiger the Frog. Um, which is hard to explain, but it's a movie I once <laughs> did that um, that starred a singing frog. And I wrote all these songs that a jazz singer sung for this uh, singing frog, which, of course, nobody who's looking at my YouTube channel has any idea what that's about. But I talk uh, about various topics, and, uh, and um, I'm more of a singer-songwriter, I would say, than than a you know an orchestral composer like everybody else, but I definitely have a big interest in Dawes and in virtual instruments, and that's been going on for decades. Now, Reed, when you say singing frog, I instantly think of "Hello, my baby, hello, my honey, hello, my ragtime gal, send me a kiss by wire, baby, my heart's on fire." Yeah, yeah, it's just like <laughs> it definitely <laughs> brings back was. some really good memories. It definitely was uh, inspired by one froggy evening, the the Chuck Jones cartoon, <laughs> but uh, that you're captured so well. Um, but what it was was I uh, had worked on a film which was called Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and it destroyed my business. And mm -hmm. so I was kind of interested in telling a story in this film about how somebody could have this really great success and then it would ruin their life. And mm -hmm. so I thought, okay, um, let me make a film about that. And then I happened to have a plastic frog that sang and, and it was basically annoyed my girlfriend at the time. And he would just, it actually was a thing that would, <laughs> set on automatic so somebody walk into the room and this frog would start singing so i kind of put those two elements with a little bit of one froggy evening and that's what became my film which that's, was called tiger his fallen rise um it actually starred uh the late adrian shelley um who, wow you know you know who would later direct waitress and a really good actor named thomas j ryan Wow. Is there a way we can see that? Oh, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm learning a lot of cool things about you, Reed. I'm definitely going to check out more of your videos. There, yeah. there are some clips that I'm happy that are up there, and I can send you some links. Mm. There are a few, but it's just I want to be kind to people, and I don't want to inflict that movie on anyone. <laughs> I know there's something to, I don't know what you think about the movie, but if it is a bad movie, that could be really enjoyable, actually, if you, know, if you watch it with the right attitude. So. Yeah, but what I tried to do was to create a comedy that wasn't funny, and that was like my artistic goal with it, and I really achieved that. So um, we'll see. We'll see. There are some scenes that people, the thing that's actually 
fits in with this particular podcast is the one thing people really loved about the movie was the songs. People mm. loved the songs. And I got this great jazz singer named Thaws Shipley to sing The Frog. And, uh, and I, we went into the studio. I'm taking too much time. But we went into the studio in Chelsea in Manhattan, and there was a guy who ran it who had played with Elvis. I mean, he was, it was just a very cool place. And, that's, and when I went there to record narration, he gave me this information on Thos, and Thos ended up being a tiger. Wow. That's nice. I, I like to hear these details. But anyway, uh, my name is Sam. I run a YouTube channel that's called Second Tier Sound. Uh, yeah, it's also a strange name uh, that maybe I'll explain one day. But uh, I sort mystery. of... Oh, sorry? Yeah, yeah, no. It's a little bit of mystery there. Exactly. We won't say anything. It will be more interesting oh. that way. I sort of instigated this uh, um, uh, podcast, but obviously I couldn't do it without this guy. So this is really a team effort, which I'm very happy to share. So, um, yes. You know, it's funny. I'm learning about live. This is my first live podcast. So I'm looking here at what's going on. And I see we have some viewers uh, if you want to, if you want to ask us something, you can put that in the chat here. If that interests you, maybe ask us something. Otherwise, if you guys are okay, we'll continue with what we thought we'd work on today. The first topic is, yeah, what I was talking a little bit about uh, it's lovely to have, well, I talk a little bit the way I see it. It's lovely to have this whole orchestra in front of you. I can make, you know, I can try all the instruments. I can sort of move them around and and really play with things. Like I have, you know, I don't know how many people are in an orchestra now, but a big orchestra in front of you, and you can just do anything with that. In real life, you know, it's very expensive or you have to be a real hot shot to have that opportunity. So I love that technology, but... What is well? What is good about it, and what is not so good about it? What do you What do you find? Or what do you like about it, and what don't you like about it? Let's start there. I've been Let's talking too first. much. <laughs> Matthias, why don't you go? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll have to think on the spot a little bit. Um, well, one of the things, of course, I like about it is that um, he disappeared. Uh, oh, he did. Yeah, he did. And I got my green screen here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ah. Anyway. Well, everything is falling apart. Everything is falling apart. But he will come back. This is, and... this is cardboard, by the way. <laughs> 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 when he comes back, it will all work again. So continue, Matthias. It's yeah. No. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I really like about it, of course, is that, um, well, I, as you said, you can have an entire orchestra. They don't get tired. <laughs> they don't need food or drink or, or breaks or anything. So that's that's really nice. Obviously, the frustrating part is you can never get it quite to sound, sound like the real thing. And actually, that can become a trap uh, in of itself, trying to make it sound like, like, like the real thing. And then if you go into a recording, you try to make the recording sound like the thing you had on the computer, um, which tends to not really work. So um, that, that's, that's a trap, I think, of the technology. Mm. But yeah, um, well, one of the, I think, points about how it could be disadvantageous is um, they have so much choice right now. It's almost too much. Mm. Um, 
And this is not an original thought I had. This is uh, I'm, I'm sort of parroting Mike Furda here as a video on that subject, actually. Um, but one of the examples he came up with is that with film editing, for example, when you had to make a film cut, let's say 20, 30 years ago, you had to physically cut the film and you have to be really serious about the decision you're making. But that also liberates you because you, well, it's difficult to go back. Um, so there's a lot, lot more craft that goes into it, in, into knowing where you have to make the cut. And it, it's probably the same with music. Because of the ability to go back infinitely and retry things and reorganize things, that gives you more creativity or more creative room. But it also is a, is a very dangerous trap to fall into because you can just keep going endlessly and take four weeks to do one minute of music. And at the end, it, it doesn't sound like anything. Um, so yeah. There's really those two sides of it that I, that I see. Yes. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. It's a, it, you know, having, having too many choices with, you know, it, it can trigger ADD for me. I <laughs> just, just seeing so many choices. And, um, and like what you said, you know, it, it just, you can just keep going and going. I find that a lot of times when, when I'm doing recording, especially with vocalists, and it probably could be the same when you're playing a line in usually the first or, or second time that you go through a line uh that's going to be it uh pretty much uh, because if you can if you if you're obsessing over doing the same line over and over again you'll be an hour or two doing the same thing and then you go back to the very first uh, couple of times you do it and you say those had a little bit more something to them than uh, you know it's called that law of diminishing returns so you just you just start falling down that slope uh, a lot of times, and then that also just causes you to get so close into it that your perception just starts narrowing, and then you just you just lose all sense of um, of direction, and and it just all starts sounding the same. So I think um, it's a great benefit to have that technology, but it's also a great uh, uh, with much power comes great responsibility. And I, I find, like what you said, Matthias, that um, the challenge to getting the realism, the the more realistic the sample library, it seems like it actually makes it harder to get a, a more realistic sound in a lot of ways uh, because uh, the, the bar is just set so high. So it's just learning how to translate those things so it just doesn't come off sounding, um, you know, crazy or fake or whatever. So... It's uh, it's great to have the technology, but sometimes having too much of it, it's just like we've got to we've got to learn how to to manage that so it just doesn't take over that process. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was just trying to uh, save the interface a little bit, so I was listening on one ear while trying to fix so we can see right. you guys but now you can see yeah, everybody multitasking, yeah yeah uh oh it's too bad that reed is missing he did tell us uh before that there were some problems with internet so we'll we'll hope he comes back and when he does we have to rearrange everything again but at least you can hear us so uh well yeah my my riffing on this is that i i, I still love that feeling of having everything in front of me but something I've been working a lot with lately, and I'm actually spending too much time on it, is that whole thing of um, I want to have a setup so I don't have to work on anything. I, I don't want to worry about anything. I just want to jump in and be able to play, right? Because if you don't have all those templates set up or, uh, yeah, templates is a good start, then you sort of 
tend to look for what instrument I'm going to use and where is it mic'd and does it sound good with that? Or does it have the right reverb on? And is it yeah. compressed the right way? And, and it goes on and on and on. And you get so caught on that. You can sp- spend days on setting that up. So I just really bit the bullet and I created these massive templates that were so frustrating. I was like, oh, like, ah, <laughs> when I was done, I hated it so much. But but I love it now because I just press a button and there's my orchestra and I can sort of just, yeah, I tend play. to be, I tend to be that guy that like starts with a blank canvas and starts plugging things in. And I'm trying to find some ways like, like what you said to, you know, to mitigate that. Some, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why I, I, I tend to do that, but uh, because I, I wind up going to like the same libraries uh, for the same, <laughs> yeah. same things, you know, uh, pretty much. Well, so you that's, that's something that's something to look for. Sorry, Matthias. Yeah, the funny thing is that I'm sort of flip-flopping between the two all the time. So sometimes it's a blank project, sometimes I try to make a template. Then I get tired of the template and I do a blank project again, and then I have half a template, and then it's it's just a rabbit hole that never ends, really, well, in my well, here's, experience at least. Here's my logic a little bit to it. An orchestra, most of the time for me, is a set piece. You know, I mean, obviously you can suddenly have a saxophone or you have more of something. But in general, the orchestra has these sections and in general, they are the same. So for me, that's quite easy to have a template for. But I absolutely agree with you. If I'm making another um, work, for example, normal pop music or a specific project for dance or whatever, yes, I start from scratch too. But then I use libraries that don't take hours to load. Uh, before, uh, before I changed to Opus and before I realized that in play you have to... Uh, uh, make sure that your antivirus does not scan the libraries. It literally took, I think, 15 to 20 minutes, can you imagine, to load up templates with that program. And it's like, yeah, you have to go and take a coffee or something. And yeah, it, it used pretty now, much... Now, can, yep. can you exclude those folders? And uh, like in your antivirus, you should be able to exclude uh, certain things so... So yep. it just kind of bypasses those. Yeah, I don't know because I, I've always done that now since then. So I don't know if it affects Opus as well, but it absolutely affected uh, uh, the Play Engine. And I think actually it affects everything. A lot of libraries in Play are the same thing. So most, I mean, I think all antivirus, you can exclude wherever you want. You can exclude a whole hard yeah. drive or partition. And so I basically, I put all my sample libraries in one folder or sort of in one part of my system and my antivirus does not touch that. And it really speeds up uh, a lot of stuff. Contact as well. So it's worth it. Because <laughs> otherwise it's checking all the time. Oh, what is that? You know, in sample libraries, there's so many files being loaded and, and the antivirus want to check all those. So well, take- unless yeah, you start with, with a blank project, of course. <laughs> and then you don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> no, no, but you're right. But let's say uh, I just realized that 8D has had these problems. Oh, I see here. Uh, Reed is listening. Yeah. I'm having issues connection. I'm really sorry about uh, that, Reed. Um, well, you can always chat with us here uh, and then we can say what you say. Uh, but yeah, for example, 8D their libraries, I don't know why, but I just, why does it take so, so long to load this simple uh, string patch that they have and then I just did that thing and it really worked much faster and even though it's a blank uh, template you don't want it to take time to open up an instrument and, and, and try it you see what I mean so you want to do that no matter what template or not yeah. well, I, th- I think there's maybe sort of a middle road here um, something that I've been trying for a while and which actually helped me quite a lot is to 
well, have a basic template, or at least have all the foundational instruments. Uh, but I don't have like three types of violins loaded from all different libraries. I just have the one. But then I also have the piano patch, and I just work out everything on piano first, and I don't orchestrate at all. I, that's been really hard for me because that's always the most fun part to me, at least orchestration. Um, but by just working things out on piano first and then going to the sounds, that actually, I felt, freed me up a lot and actually made me more capable of making longer pieces because yep. I tended to like get stuck around one minute or so. <laughs> Oh, you're absolutely right. Uh, that is a great advice to to work with piano first and then try to to move it over. Um, because yeah, you can you you have to be real disciplined to not get stuck in the sound. So I always start with piano too. But I've noticed, and you guys might be smarter than me. You probably are. But what I'm saying is that um, sometimes playing with an instrument, you realize that you can't voice it the same way as a piano. You know, you piano players, we Absolutely. like to do our chords in a specific way. And if you play guitar or just strings or flutes or whatever, brass, you cannot voice it like a piano. So you have to also be able to play with the patches in order to like, there he is. <laughs> now, you keep talking while I, I'll fig figure out the, the interface here again. Right. <laughs> there we got read back. Yeah. I don't know if you, yeah. So, uh, Reed, I don't know if you heard, we were talking a little bit about uh, the pros and cons, uh, pros and cons about uh, working with DOS and digital. And while Except I'm fixing you I'm all. Sam. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to fix all that. So, <laughs> so, you guys continue a little bit while I'll see if I can figure out this interface here. It's the summer sales season, um, and 8DO, they just they just threw out the gauntlet with the, their 50% off coupon for mailing list guys. And then here comes uh, Native Instruments with their summer sale, and now Heaviosity's got their summer sale. And so it's just like, you know, so Reed, tell us some about what you're, what you're dealing with with your Native Instruments deal. Well, I've just been waiting for the sale. Because mm -hmm. I, I knew I was going to upgrade to the creative collection for the first time or creative edition. And so, you know, I've just been waiting. And generally when I get native instrument stuff and when I get complete, I just go cold turkey and I don't buy anything until the new one comes out. But this time I just couldn't resist. A lot of these instruments like noir like the picked acoustic i just had to get them so now i'm going to have to put a lot of things on sale um and um and uh, but i just can't wait to play some of these instruments and uh and load it all up it's i've, I've been preparing by by cleaning out the hard drives because it's going to be a lot yeah um okay so you so you so you have only a mild, mild case of gas because you're also jettisoning a lot of the old stuff while you're getting new stuff. You're not just hoarding. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I feel, in terms of all these sales, I feel pretty immune to ATO sales. I mean, because whatever they sell, like later on, it'll turn up for $8 or something, <laughs> as long as it has yeah. an 8 on it. Mm. So I don't... I don't feel ever like if there's an ATO sale that if I don't buy, I'll miss the chance for all time. And so it's easy when there are a lot of other things online to say, you know, that company really has a generous 
kind of uh, sale policy. And uh, and heaviosity, I, I, I am lucky, but I, I really have a lot of stuff from, I have a lot of the stuff that I've always wanted from heavy, heaviosity already. Do you feel like that with some of your the companies that you bought the things that you really wanted? Sorry, the question again, Reid, can you repeat it? Sorry. Well, with some companies, do you mm. feel like you bought all the libraries you really wanted from them? Hmm. Yes, with East West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's like, that's actually not a slight against them because I um uh, I'm really quite a big fan of the whole Hollywood series, but that's all I'm interesting basically in, in between all that products maybe maybe storm room as well because i uh did have to compose a cloud at some time so i was able to try that out um but i think that's pretty much it yeah so despite all their 50 percent off all the time <laughs> i'm kind of done, uh, <laughs> done buying so Sam, we don't see you. Yeah, uh, OBS I've noticed since the new update is not happy. So when it does a lot of these changes, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back, but you can hear me at did least. You, mm. Did I you see you? Update to 27? Uh, you see me in Discord, but not here. Sorry, what were you saying, Samian? Did you just update OBS to version 27? Yeah, I did. I well, it by itself. See, so. it popped up and I said, no, <laughs> no, we got to wait. We got to wait. Because <laughs> I'm no, yeah, it, it runs well, but I noticed when it comes to the layout, it, it suddenly just uh, goes bonkers on you. So uh, I might not come back. And I, I feel like if I'm fiddling, at least I can see you guys, or you are seen. Yeah, so, yeah. You're seen. So you can hear me now. Um, yeah, I have a lot to say about all these sales. So uh, um, it's, in it's interesting. And one more. Or just yeah. real quick, VSL just put their uh, pianos, all their keyboards, forty up to forty percent off. Oh, and, really? Uh, so, yeah. And, and this is the thing, up to. So it's like I I, I first thought, well, forty percent off, but it's like some of them are, and some of them are, uh, maybe not completely forty percent. But um, I mean, any time that you can get a sale on the VSL libraries, it's like it's a that's a good thing. Um, so. And, and, you know, out of all the pianos, I think, uh, out of the VSLs, my favorite has got to be the, the uh, 280VC, mm -hmm. uh, the Bosendorfer. I mean, for, for me, I, I find myself going to that more for sketching and things um, just because, I mean, I don't know, uh, Australia, he actually has a, a midied uh, Steinway that's hooked up over the internet. And it's, I mean, you know, so you can do sessions pretty much on the Steinway, but he said that he mentioned that it was a 280VC. I had never known that. And so that made it made it a lot more sense as to what that Australian, Austrian, Austrian grand sounded like. Mm. That 280VC has, uh, has a quality about it where it's just so beefy, but then it's got the nice uh, sparkly top end. So um, I have a thing where I say the V in the 280VC is versatility. So uh, and then to have that on sale, that that would be. I mean, if you're looking for something like that, it's a good time to to grab that. Oh, really? Okay. And how how would you I'm, compare I'm, them, Simeon? Those two uh, uh, Bosendorfers. How would you compare well, the two of them? The the Austrian Grand and the VSL Synchron. Okay. Well, yeah. really, there's really. Well, you've got a fifty dollar or seventy nine dollar library, and then you've got like a three hundred dollar library. Um, the thing is. With any any time you say synchron pianos, you you're gonna say uh, thousands of samples, um, so many velocity layers. Uh, so it's um, it's like the 
I, you know, there, it's not a slam against the Austrian grain from UVI uh, because it's so good to have it that accessible. But I think there's uh, maybe just uh, eight or nine velocity layers, and uh, you just don't have that many mic perspectives. But uh, but it has a good sound. I think it's a great bargain for what they're what they've offered it since they've unbundled it. Um, but with the with the Synchron pianos, I mean, they give you so much control over the mic positions and then the um, the really almost microscopic control over each note. You can actually assign EQs to individual notes, uh, just the velocity let it, uh, the velocity settings and everything. So I, I say that it, they are the ultra high definition pianos. So uh, so so the the Synchron 280BC would be like a Blu-ray. The Austrian Grand would be more like a DVD, so it's in the resolution and the size of it. But uh, but I think they both have great uses. the The thing that surprised me about the Austrian Grand, the UVI version, is when I bumped that velocity layer, the the velocity scale up a little bit, it it just opened up just a, a brightness about it that I really liked. Hmm. So, um, but I would just say anything that VSL does, they do it with with microscopic detail. Uh, and that's why those libraries are so expensive because they 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 just go into such extreme links. Um, they've got a new pipe organ uh, that they just released too. The same type of de- deal, the detail in how they sampled it. So um, so I've just been taking a look at it uh, yesterday. I've just started playing with it a little bit, but that's that's a it's a fabulous sounding organ. Um, yeah, and Heaviosity is their their piano. Uh, is kind of like um, there a sin piano is a really cool Steinway that that kind of has that uh, that sound design approach to it and that's a really nice piano for heaviosity and it's kind of like their answer to Noir's uh, CFX the Steinway has got that warmer sound and then the CFX has got that Yamaha uh, that Yamaha bite and top end on it so mm. a lot of good things to love. So much to love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, actually. I, I just want to say I, I, I'm so sold on my piano, uh, a very strange piano that I would, I mean, I would never guess in my life that this would be the best piano I've ever had. It's a CFX by Garretton because I'm sorry, oh, Garretton, but yeah, they that's... make nothing else that is good. So I, this is just amazing. It's enormous. So I'm so that's happy. Another, with... That's another piano that's in my top five. I guess if I had a, everybody asked me, well, what's my favorite piano? Mm. Well, I've got a top five or top ten, and and the Garretton definitely is in that is in that list. Yeah. It's just got something something about about how they did that. Yeah, it's hard to explain this. I, I call it the compressor effect, which is probably completely untrue, but this is what it feels to me when I have so much detail, and I probably care more about this than most people do. I I feel like when I hit the key that there is a it's a sensation that is slightly compressed. It's not real. There's no dynamic layer in there uh it's like uh you hit the key several times and you feel it sounds start to sound plasticky it's something that keyboards really suffer a lot from and i hear that sensation instantly from most pianos and the cfx was the first one when i did not hear that i'm like purchase (laughs) instantly so so and you can tell there's a lot of dynamic layers to this one because it takes a while to load up uh and i think it's 250 gigabytes for a piano so (laughs) <laughs> it's it's huge. I'm actually curious which uh, piano does uh, Reed use. Well, I use a lot of them, mm-hmm. and I'm not necessarily a person who feels that the most 
uh, round robins and the most velocity layers and everything are what make a piano great. I'm, I'm of the opinion that it's the actual piano they recorded and the skill of the person who recorded that can fall into it. Of course, I haven't been able to buy the Garretton yet, and that may change my mind about it. But, you know, the other thing is, the well, the Garretton was in Abbey Road, so they recorded in Abbey Road Studio A. And that makes that makes a big difference. It does. <laughs> it does. It does really make a difference. Yeah. But anyway, Reed, what, what piano do you... What do I use? Well, I'm trying to think of... All of them. I just have like a big set, and it depends on what I want, but I love the Malmsio. Okay. That's how it's pronounced. Yes. The artist of Malmsio, which is like a tiny instrument, but I just love the way it sounds. Uh, what do I turn to for a piano? I feel on the spot here because I actually have a huge template that is all pianos. Oh, really? Because over time, I just... Uh, collected so many you know they're always giving another one away or there's uh free stuff on piano book and things like that so mm -hmm. i'm i guess i'm a piano collector i guess i use keyscape a lot oh that's the best that you forgot that one Simeon. that's an amazing one keyscape well i haven't had I, had a chance to play oh. that but does does keyscape have a malmshu in it uh Malmfra, no it's, Swedish. it just has one piano I don't What's know, it? but yes, I, they have pretty much everything there is. It's hard to speak. Sorry, it's my, my problem. At Keyscape have pretty much every keyboard you can think of, but they probably have missed a few. So I don't know if they have that one. I don't know. In terms of piano, though, they in terms of a regular piano, Keyscape only has a Yamaha. Mm -hmm. um, but it has all these other kind of piano-type instruments in a way similar than the piano suite in UVI does. Mm. They're very similar, but UVI suite has all different kinds of pianos. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's what makes them different. But otherwise, they're, they're very similar. But I do like, one of the reasons I like the uh, Keyscape piano is that they put a lot of different effects presets on it. Mm -hmm. And so you can get many, many different kinds of sounds out of it. I also like Noir. Mm -hmm. um, for the kind of music that I like to make. And uh, there, there are others. I, I think I've, it is true that I've never really been all that satisfied with a regular piano. All the, the pianos with complete never really satisfied me. There's like four or five regular pianos. So maybe someday when there's the right price, I may need to get something like the Garretton. Is there something else besides that that you love? as much as that is it just the vsl pianos well i don't know about the vsl uh, but it, uh, uh, but uh, i'm gonna be quick so you can go to simeon because he knows about vsl i don't uh, as you'll say if you're into complete i do want to say the ones that are worth it uh because i i agree with you there are some pianos there i don't think it's so great the noir is good but you need to tweak it because i think the initial sound it's it's okay but it doesn't really like wow or anything like that una corda or una corda it's uh, really fantastic, but it's also a very specific yeah. piano. But that is just really, really, really good. Uh, and then I do want to say that the, what is it called now? That the Giant is really good. I didn't think of that first, but I wanted to play around with that thing. It's fantastic. It's just basically an enormous piano that I think exists somewhere. So they made a grand out of a upright piano. And that is really, really, really good. 
that one's one of the best pianos they have. So anyway, Simeon, shoot, Misa. Sample Tech. Sample Tech has a lot of the, uh, the, the is it, now, now, Sam, is it Mamshu? Mamshu? <laughs> it's very difficult to say because it's one of those weird sounds we have in Sweden, Malmshu. So don't worry about it. Say whatever Malmfue. you like. Malmshu. Yeah. <laughs> Malmshu. Okay. Yeah. So they, Sample Tech's got a lot of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've got a lot of those. This, uh, and uh, they've, they do a great job with those. And, and what I discovered is that, uh, that pair uh, that developed those, the the Nord the Nord pianos are sample tech pianos that uh, that are in most of the Nord uh, keyboards. So they they've got they've got a great uh, great sound to them. The Nord is good. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm. I still haven't heard about about uh, my uh, my favorite one. Sorry, uh, which is the simple the simple Sam Stein uh, piano. I think it's simple yeah. Sam Steinway because it's. Extremely affordable. There's a lot of different moods in there. I don't think it's that deeply sampled. It I'm sorry, Matthias. What did you say it was called? I didn't hear. I'm sorry. The simple, simple Sam Steinway. I think it's called. Simple Sam. Yeah. I don't know, but, but I'm, tell me more. I'm sure. I'm sure about the simple Sam part, but uh, mm-hmm. not not the last part of that. Um, yeah, I really like it because they have a lot of different moods. So they have a uh, various jazz moods, uh, '90s Williams mood. And it's just it's based on recordings, uh, f- from what I gather, based on recordings, and they try to really get very close to the mastered sound of a certain album. Mm-hmm. Um, one it, thing you have to watch out for is, is the limiting on it because it's, it's very aggressive. So there's a, there's like a soft patch, but if you hit slightly hard, it's already going to like crackle, and um, so yeah, you, you do have to tweak it as well. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's really, really versatile and very affordable, and it's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. How much I, is it, uh, Matthias? How much is the piano? I think it was 50 bucks. All right. But I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It'd be slightly more, but it's definitely under 100. I forgot one of my very favorites, which is the Art Vista Grand. I don't, I don't know, know about that one either. Super well. Grand or something like that. Mm-hmm. It costs 100 bucks. It often goes on sale for 50. What's interesting about this piano is that it comes with a ton of presets, which he'll say like this one is Keith Jarrett and this one is uh, is uh, you know all these different performers, and you can throw it in, and it and it it's just really really nice. I find it works in all kinds of pieces. I tend to come to that a lot. I don't know why I forgot it. No worries. I also thought about uh, uh, two pianos that I really like the sound of and what they do. I don't use them because I don't like the dynamic layers. Uh, if you can bypass that, it really sounds really excellent, like one of the best sounds out there. And that we're talking about Easy Keys and uh, uh, XL, what is it called? Uh, I forgot it. Uh, XLM Audio. XLM Audio. They have really, really good, uh, the sound quality of those recordings are top notch and they have so many nice presets of different styles that really can aid you in your production. So. And also, uh, Easy Keys has a lot of MIDI files that can help you if you're not a piano player. Uh, okay, so you're are you talking about Easy Keys or Addictive? Oh no, that's tune. That's tune. Two different. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Tune track is Easy Keys, and then uh, yeah. the other one is Addictive Keys, and by XLR. I yes. Think. Yes, they yes, are really, really, really good. Both those, um, and they have a serious. Um, so if you just want like directly from the box, fantastic high uh, quality sound, then I really recommend them. 
Personally, I don't like the dynamic layers. I need more detail. Uh, it sounds like a big, you know, I'm letting it down a lot. No, no, it's still really good. Um, but I just want more because I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to say uh, one thing, a piano I haven't tried, but you might, you guys might know it. Uh, I really am impressed with Cinematic Studio series, the, the strings and the brass and the winds. It's just really, everything is fantastic. So um, <laughs> that, uh, does, has anyone tried the piano? Because it's very cheap. Read. Yep. It's actually the one the one instrument I don't have, which is kind of odd since my whole spiel yep. is centered around those uh, series of instruments. But so I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I wasn't again, impressed with the demo, it, but anyway, yeah, sure. Again, it's a very simple instrument, mm. but I like the way it sounds, and of course, it's in the same space. And Matthias, I can't believe you don't have this because it's <laughs> you know it fits in so well with all the other instruments that they make. And uh, I kind of picked it up because when I first bought Cinematic Studio Strings, um, it was available for, I don't know, it was like 25. It was very, very little more to get it at that time. But mm. I think you can all see that I don't think anybody has one piano. Yeah. You know, I'm not the only one here who has a lot of them. It's just something that they come in all different kinds of flavors. And what I tend to do is when I'm writing a piece, I'll just try a bunch of them after I've written it to see which one fits in the best. Mm. And it's in them. Some will fit in the mix really great on one and not so well on the others. Obviously. Uh, I do want to say a freebie that is definitely worth it is Spitfire's Lab Piano. It is a very specific sound, so you can only use it for certain things. But what it does, it does really well. Obviously, the dynamic layers are not amazing, but it it's for free. You can Get better than that, actually. Is that the felt one, the felt piano? Yeah, I think it's called that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, labs in general is fantastic. Actually, I'm thinking about making a video, creating music just out of those libraries. Seriously, because yeah. Have you explored Piano Book? Oh yeah, absolutely. I love. Uh, um, that's where I found out about Dan Keen's um, Violin Spurs, whatever it's called. Fantastic violin library that is just so good. It sounds real because it's him playing. It's just so I love piano book. Yeah, recommend that for everybody. maybe somebody should explain what it is in case uh, people don't know. Yeah, um, Sam. Okay. Uh, well, you let me know if I don't explain it well enough. I forgot what it's called. Who started it? But it's based. Hanson, right? Yeah, Christian Hanson. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and you probably know more why he did that. But it's basically it's just a site with a bunch of free uh, samples uh, libraries that people are creating from all kinds of stuff. So just head that over right now and check it out. You can search for almost any instruments there, guitars, pianos, weird stuff, sound effects. And it's for the simple sample player and for contact, or I think it's one more, I don't know what Decent, sam Decent, Decent sample. thank you. So, yeah, uh, yeah. and some of these libraries are fantastic. They really are amazing. It's just, wow, this is free because, you know, and that's the way people get known as well. So I, I don't know if I said that very well, so you guys can fill in the blanks there, I feel. It's one of those things that has just grown and grown and grown because there's so many instruments on it now. So it, it just keeps getting better mm. in terms of what you can find there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I really well, like Dan that. King, well, he also just introduced a brand new orchestra uh, yeah. for free. And, uh, and going back to something Matthias had said, uh, said earlier 
about hiring an orchestra um, and how difficult it is to get a whole bunch of people together. So it was interesting that he was able to kind of get these people to go remotely to put this uh, project together. Um, and uh, it's really interesting. He has a really nice video explaining that process. But the technology that we have available that can connect us like this, where you can have an, a virtual orchestra record the parts all over the world and then kind of assemble them together. That's just, that's just fascinating to me. Didn't they do something called winter voices as well in piano book? Yes, that yeah. was, that was, that was an extent. Yeah. That was, mm. that was like the inspiration to go behind mm. uh, after that too. And uh, yeah, so that was really cool. Should we just uh, quickly talk a little bit about complete then? Uh, I can say okay. this. If you are upgrading from 12, for example, to 13, my recommendation is not to do that. Depends on what you need, obviously. But I don't think that uh, instruments that they included in this next up is worth it. But that's my opinion. I don't think that those sample libraries are good enough. Uh, they still have a lot of great synths in there. Uh, that you won't really make a lot of difference. There's two new synthesizers that are quite interesting in the new package, yes. So you have to look at that if it's worth it for you. But otherwise, there's so many sounds and synths in the whole complete package that you know, you're going to have months to go through all these patches. I'm serious, just with the complete 12. Um, I feel like what I'm really interested in, in is not in 13 yet. They, they will be in 14 or something. So my recommendation is actually to just buy those libraries that you're interested in. Um, unless you maybe you have, if you have nothing, then yes, obviously get complete. If you have complete five or six or something, then it's fantastic to upgrade now. Yeah, yeah it's the deal of the year. But the last thing I want to say about that, if you haven't done this before, buy first complete elements or something like that. Because otherwise you won't get to upgrade cost. So get something like that, pull, pay full price for that, and you get a few libraries and then the upgrade cost will be way better. Or you can buy a keyboard or something, and then you also get the half off. Yes. Well, so Reed, what was your strategy again? And in, in, in your 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 complete strategy? It's a terrible strategy. The strategy <laughs> was I would buy stuff for fifty percent off, with the idea that I could sell them later for fifty percent off for somebody when there's no sale on. So I would get stuff early. And another thing I would do is there would be, like on when Noir came out, I had a $50 uh, e-voucher. Mm -hmm. So Noir came out, it was $150. I bought it for 100 and I figured, all right, I'll probably be able to sell it for 75. I'll pay $25 and I'll have it today rather than when I upgrade to complete ultimate. I, I would I would say that the strategy is always not to buy it when it comes out, but to wait till the summer sale when the upgrades will be half price. Mm -hmm. and, and just if I could gently disagree, I think that noir is is worth getting. I think that uh, for me personally, picked acoustic is it's right up there with my favorite libraries that they've ever released. And, uh, but that's personal. I, I use it all the time. I play it all the time. 
So it's definitely one I really like. And I think Arcus is a very good good thing, but you can only get it if you go all the way up to the collector's edition, which was kind of naughty of them. They really broke the rules with that mm. by by taking something that really belonged in regular complete ultimate and bumping it up a level. Reed, you're absolutely but, right. I forgot about that. I have all those libraries because I actually bought them immediately because I love them so much and I forgot they are not in 12. They're, you're right. So that's my mistake. I was thinking about the ones I don't have. So you're right. Good that you said that. <laughs> it was good you caught me there. <laughs> but I'm I'm like looking ahead and already I'm I strongly suspect that there will be an Asian slash Chinese library, discovery library that will come out this year, maybe soon. And that's because of the free Janssen that they gave out over Christmas time. So it just seems almost certain that that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I know I'll buy that. I know I won't wait two years to get that because that's right up my alley. So what yeah. is my strategy? My strategy is uh, to be impatient <laughs> and get stuff and hope I can sell. Yeah. Now, they, they allow you to transfer licenses, native instruments? Very, very, very easy. Very oh, okay. easy. You, you send an email, and there's no fee for it, and they send you a code, and you transfer it. it it's just sometimes it can be done in a matter of minutes, but really you're just waiting for a return email. from Just one of the most painless transfer things uh, that any company offers. That's good to know, Reed. I actually never thought about that. I, I don't feel like selling anything, but you know what? That's I, I don't know why I thought you can't do that, but that's that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really speak on that topic of uh, you, you don't, you don't I, have... I don't have it, and it wasn't on my radar anyway. So. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm with Matthias. I I'm, I'm just like I've never I've never felt really compelled to get the complete. I guess for some reason, um, uh, the thing that I did was get the contact engine, the full version. I guess um, upgrading from a, a free contact player instrument and waiting until summer to get that full version. Um, I'm not sure how that works now, but uh, used to you could get a free contact player instrument and upgrade to the full version of contact, which uh, which was which which definitely if you're into this uh, into this, you've got to have the full version of contact sooner or later. Uh, it's just inevitable uh, because uh, so many developers are going uh, to the non-player versions because of expense and that type of thing. And then plus there's so many free libraries that use the full player. So um, eventually, you know, if you're into this, you're going to have to bite that bullet sooner or later, you know. So summertime is always a good time to, to upgrade. <laughs> That's, <laughs> great, that boat. That's great. You, you mentioned that. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, Contact is the gatekeeper still of this industry. If you don't have the full player, there's so much you can't buy. Uh, pretty much all the libraries in 8D or except a few you can't touch unless you have yeah. the full player. So that's that's something to think about. I kind of bought the complete because there were quite a few libraries that I wanted there and I sort of you know added all the costs together and I realized, no, it's going to be way cheaper if I buy the complete package. So I don't use all of the libraries there. I don't use a lot of the synths, even though it's very good. It's mostly the samples. But it might be a little bit, you know, are you a VSL, VSL camp or are you more on the contact 
complete camp maybe. Uh, I just feel like I, I do a lot of different kind of music, so it was really nice to have to complete also. But if you're doing mostly orchestra- now, one of the looking looking mm-hmm. into the into the future a little bit with isotope uh, and uh, native instruments, you know, new connection. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes because mm-hmm. you know theoretically you might see versions of ozone and isotope effects in a complete maybe down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to to see how that's going to shake out. Or there might be uh, an effects uh, in collaboration with Isotope that they might have a, a Native Instruments Isotope effects bundle or something. So that's going to be something to watch uh, going down the road. And oh, yeah. uh, also the the thought of subscriptions from Native Instruments because they've gone through some changes uh, corporately recently. And it has people thinking that maybe in the next uh, few years or so, they might be thinking about that subscription model as well. So that there's a lot, lots of things in flux, it looks, it seems like. So, you might be right, Simeon, but um, they have said that for a few years, though. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know, it, it could change. Uh, but it ha- it's not the first year they talk about subscription. But because yeah. most, it's only really the Composer Cloud has managed to do that well. But, but it's true, Native probably would be a company that could pull that off uh, because of their situation. I just wanted to add, by the way, there's a lot of instrument, but something people forget is that the effects in the complete package is actually fantastic. The compressors and the reverb, uh, well, yeah, they're really good. I mean, they're not just, oh, you know, simple. They're in- incredibly good. The, the compressors. Do you, you get there. reactor? Do you get reactor in complete? Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, you okay. get everything. Okay, yeah. So everything. that's, yeah, that's another, that's another powerful yeah. I think when you really start exploring complete and spending time, and I think you have to look at each thing that's in it. There's a lot of people who say, you know, they'll say, oh, Omnisphere is no good or complete is no good. And you wonder how much time they've spent really, yeah. really exploring everything. And I find it great because I, I do look at all these things. Yeah. And yeah. I would... I would just like to say very briefly that I think if somebody's getting started in this kind of music, there are two first purchases that are obvious. And one of them would be to spend that $124.50 to get full contact. And that's what it costs now. You can go to Embertone and get Arcane, which is a free library. And when you get that free library, you can get the normal... $250 $250 upgrade becomes $124.50 this month. Nice. So I think that's something everybody yeah. should really think about doing in terms of suddenly getting them. Not just that you can get a thousand quite good quality things for free. It's also like opening up the store for some of the best stuff that is sold. And Contact has a lot of great instruments inside it. Mm. Some the for, you know the orchestral stuff is really old versions of VSL. So you know there's a lot of good things just that come with contact. So um, and the other thing would be Omnisphere, of course. That's just my opinion. Those would be good places to start. I totally agree, Reed. I do just want to say yeah. though, and this is personal, that the orchestra the orchestra stuff incomplete. It's not my, but I'm a picky bastard, so. 
it's okay, you're right. But I would say if you're really into orchestral music, you you do better with the subscription for East West. I really think so. If you want to do orchestra stuff, then it beats complete. But if you want an all rounder, then complete is is better. I think so. You're right. Oh, I mean, one hundred percent. But if there's some kid who just wants to start, you know, and that'll yeah. be and it hasn't doesn't have any money and one and is looking, well, where am I going to spend my money, my first hundred dollars mm. or whatever? You know, obviously, if you're going to get into orchestral music in any serious ways, there are a lot of great things to consider. And <laughs> and East West is one of the best ideas because yeah. of cons- composers cloud. Yeah. No, but that's great advice, Reid. You actually made me think about a few things. So that's that's really good. And I just want to say I love Spectre Sonics. Sorry. Can you sponsor us? No, don't do that. But uh, <laughs> everything they do is amazing. I'm sorry. They just, uh, I don't know if I you guys actually, agree. <laughs> I, I looked at one of their older quarries quite a while ago. It's mm. unfortunately very expensive still. Like it's, yeah. it looks to me like they never discounted it and you get it shipped on DVDs or, or maybe Be- cassette tape or something. Because don't they know. don't need to. <laughs> they don't yeah, need to have sales. <laughs> those, those demos were really, really tempting. I just yeah. I couldn't quite make the step to to put down that much cash for like a very very old library yeah. on dvds as i said but the, there's a spectre spectro sonic squire i think it's four different sets in total and uh a yeah. lot a lot of the stuff that they sold for a thousand dollars on dvds are in omnisphere yeah and that's one of the reasons um these extremely expensive sets are in omnisphere and mm-hmm. people need to know where to look for them in some cases but they're there and that's one problem i love omnisphere i have the latest version of it and the problem is that i get so annoyed sometimes looking for patches because this is one of the biggest libraries on the planet and it's just yeah like i've been searching for this specific patch that i want and i know it exists there because it does it's so everything there is so good so you get down okay i found 20 sounds that i like now and just trying to decide it's just oh it's a nightmare yeah. I think template Sam. Template You got to make your favorite Omnisphere in a in a template. Yeah, you have to. But uh, that takes years <laughs> to find all those sounds. You guys, if you don't use Omnisphere, you don't know. It's just it's so big. Yeah, uh, it's so many sounds in there. Do you have uh, Omnisphere, Matthias? No, I don't. Oh. I don't actually. But what I was thinking about uh, one of the forums I visit is uh, the soundboard, and I think. Uh, someone on there, Guy Roland, has um, has made an application called OmniTech, and I think it helps him with organizing the the OmniSphere patches. But I'm not sure that, that that was what you were talking about. Whether it's just like the amount of choice or the organization of the patches. Well, the browser is um, pretty amazing in OmniSphere, but it still doesn't really help. But I I would look into that if you if yeah, it look, look look up uh, OmniTech, and you should be able to find it. And I'm. Again, I don't have it, so I'm not really sure what it is for, but it might be useful. I, I, I wish I had a picture of it right now. You'd be like, oh my God, I just... My advice for people with Omnisphere is mm. just go to some place like Guitars mm. and just spend a lot of time in that folder and try everything until mm. you get a good feeling and just, just do Guitars for a while. Mm. I love the vocal, the human voices section. So just certain places and you just be stunned uh, by the quality yeah. uh, some of those guitars came from Hans Zimmer guitars and some of their other these collections that they sold for a fortune and yeah. I think when I didn't have it I just thought oh this is pretty new 
wage. I mean, the whole picture and the title of it just it just didn't seem like it could be good. That was, mm. you know, that was the impression. I had no idea that what this is is this huge collection of the highest quality sounds that people yeah. were selling to professionals for what 10 years for a long long time mm. and then they put them all together mm. into this instrument which has tremendous you know all the things you would want from a synth modulation possibilities yeah it's a powerful synth too i mean it's it's something you you should have if you're in, if you really want to do this i think i mean i don't know there's a lot of things to have but it, it's worth considering having omnisphere to save up to that because you get so much, you get more than you think you do. It's not just synthesizer. It's, it's as you said, it's pretty much everything in there. All of the settings are heard. I'm sorry. And as, so, and yeah. as, go ahead, Mother. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say my wallet is starting to hurt. Yeah, God. You're getting gas. You're getting <laughs> yeah, gas. Yeah. <laughs> it's resistant up until now, but uh, only spheres. But I've saved with these oh. things for a long time. I just want to say, you can see my... Oh, you can't. By the way, I have a picture behind me of my uh, native instrument keyboard. I got that because one of the reasons is easier to work with the complete. It really is. And we don't have to talk about that now, but it really makes a difference. So anyway, read. You were saying something. The, the atmosphere is also like contact in that it opens the door to all the incredible developers who make libraries for Omnisphere. And I think because it, you know, one of the, you know, I think maybe it is the library that more of the sound designers make libraries for. Mm -hmm. And and that does tell you something about it that it inspires the greatest sound designers uh, in the world. And so when you have it, then that means you can spend even more money. But the reason I recommend it to a young person is that after I got it, and I waited and waited to buy it, but after I got it, I discovered that there were all these things that I paid $20 for, $30 for, $40 for, all these little things that I bought, that there were better versions of them within Omnisphere. So in a sense, it could have saved me money if I had bought it for. Mm. Uh, can I ask a question? VSL, I actually, I'm ashamed. I've done this for a while, but I have very little experience and awareness and knowledge of about that. Uh, Simeon, could you tell me what's a good starter if you want to get into VSL deal thing, engine, whatever? What, what, how should you do that? I, oh, I think they they have like their Epic Orchestra. Mm -hmm. Um and they have like some starters. Uh, they have like a, they have like some really uh, like a the smart the smart orchestra series. I think they've got that. That's in the single player. I think that's a that's a fun way to get some just get some get into the VSL thing. Um, and the Big Bang Orchestra, mm -hmm. Big Bang Orchestra. They have the free. Uh, they have uh, the free Big Bang Orchestra that you can you know, have just some, you know, just to kind of get, get your, you know, get, get your feet in the water, so to speak. Um, but yeah, with, with that, that, I would think so. Um, that's, that's just some quick, quick ways to do that. Uh, and then it just, and then, then it just goes, it just goes like that. Mm. Uh, once you get in there. Um, but uh, yeah, Look, I think I the big bang orchestra was a, was a fun, was a, was a fun project that they did. Um, and I, I find myself using that sometimes because you have that whole orchestra right there. I, I like ensembles a lot because the ensembles for me are quick to just lay down things. And then I can go back and, 
and stack like maybe like the single instruments on the top and that type of. Um, no. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of fun. But I agree, Omnisphere has got to be the gold standard as far as uh, you know, as far as what it is. It just represents uh, just a legacy of of Eric Persing's work mm. uh, over the past uh, thirty years or more. Uh, and um, and Trillion, I use Trillion probably uh, on everything that I do. There's that you you can't. I mean, the bases are just like. They're they're the best, I think. Mm, yep. uh, uh, and then you have the bass legends, Abraham Laboreal. So it's like I'm playing the same bass that Abraham Laboreal played. And and if you've ever seen Abraham Laboreal play, oh my gosh, just phenomenal. So it's just like having that uh, musicianship and then Eric Persing's uh, passion for sound design. I mean, he's been doing this you know long a long time. Mm-hmm. So Omnisphere is definitely the gold standard uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. If you know, contact and Omnisphere are great ways to get started. Mm-hmm. Everything else kind of is just, you know, bonus. Yeah. Um, I remember using sound fonts uh, mm-hmm. way back in the day. And to think about where we are now is just unbelievable. So it's just, uh, it's great. Actually, I just want to, I, I think Trillion is absolutely the best bass lever, hands oh, down. Oh, yeah. But I just want to say, though, still, if you have complete, those bases are not bad. You have to learn how to use them because, in a way, they're very simple, but they're also a little bit complex <laughs> and understory. But they're actually not that bad. So Trillion is, kicks his ass. It does. But, but, uh, but the bases are still good and complete, so worth to think about. I was also in answer to your previous question, Sam, is Vienna Ensemble Pro mm-hmm. comes with, yeah. what's that orchestra called? Uh, um, it's uh, like the me... 2.0 orchestra or something. Yeah. And it's, and it's pretty good. There's just a, it's a nice sampler of uh, VSL and uh, shows you how great it is. It's not an orchestra, but it shows you a lot of, uh, things and I often reach for instruments in there because there's things that aren't in, that aren't standard that they have. And mm-hmm. I like that. Of course, you're, you know, when there's a sale on Vienna Ensemble Pro, and then you have that too. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Simeon? Do you think that's a a good yeah, introduction? Yeah, I'm, I'm just well, and and the thing about Ensemble Pro, uh, it it opens a door for networking. Your your DAWs, uh, it, it's a it's a very interesting platform. I've not gotten into it very much, uh, but uh, a lot of people like I've seen Junkie XL, and I know different ones uh, have like you know multiple computers running uh, Vienna Ensemble Pro. I think Junkie XL has a whole computer just dedicated to horns. and he's got that sitting over there, and a whole computer dedicated to strings, and he pulls up this Vienna template. And he's got it all right there, and they're all networked together. Uh, it's just Epic Orchestra is what uh, Epic Orchestra is what uh, what they're talking about with um, with that. Let's see if we can we can see that. Yeah, I've heard about that too. It seems like the next step, you know, when you start to have servers in your basement. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? um, yeah, that's what's included was... with uh, it's their Epic Orchestra. That's what they're, and that's what they give even, you that even... basic. Um, even if you run Vienna Ensemble Pro on one computer, I think my experience is it speeded things up. Mm-hmm. It helped with latency and that type of performance. I've heard that it too. It helped with it. Just you can immediately load up 
a huge thing that would take in terms of just loading something. So it's course, just there's. Is it an engine or have, interface or, or what is it? I actually don't. I'm I'm ashamed, but I don't know. I haven't used it. Is it uh, a well, sampler? Well, it's a it's a plat it's a platform. platform. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a host it's a hosting platform. Mm. Um, where where you can load VSTs, uh, EQs. It's got its own set of EQs. Um, so would I load yeah. it? Would I load? For example, I have Cubase. Would I load that in Cubase and then load the instruments no. in that? No. It so it runs separately. It wires into your DAW somehow. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. creates like virtual audio outputs and MIDI inputs and outputs uh, to kind of communicate with it. Um, so you could say it's like an interface, but digitally. Well, you're host, hosting your VC instruments in it, and mm -hmm. you're connecting your Cubase or your Reap or whatever to it. And mm -hmm. the advantage is that if you have Vienna Ensemble Pro on a network computer, mm -hmm. then you can load your samples on that computer and not stress your main computer. Right. So you're offloading uh, the, the processing, basically. But it also really works pretty well uh, if you run it locally, which is what I have done for some time, but I've actually uh, uh, taken a step back from that. Uh, but what it really helps with is the saving types of Cubase because templates can get really large. Mm -hmm. If you have them in Vienna Ensemble Pro, it's just an instant save because the whole, uh, all the instruments are contained within the Ensemble Pro. You just have to load that up once and, and save well, that. Uh, so and I mean, if you were working with one template, Sam, mm -hmm. and it was set up, then you could close it out and, it was, and you'd then be able to move and do another project. You're doing a lot of different projects at the same time, you could instantly get a whole set of instruments out of Vienna Ensemble Pro, right? And you guys agree with that? I mean, that's it can really be good when you're doing many different things at the same time. Yeah, All I'm right. just like standing on the precipice looking at it and not and just like just just trying to figure out. But if you have another computer, like Matthias, Matthias was saying, that's perfect mm -hmm. to network that to pull the power from. Uh, you know, I've got this main computer, but then I've got a an i5 that was pretty is pretty, you know, good. You know that 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 uh, served me well for a lot of years. And imagine being able to host some virtual instruments on that, and then you know, yeah. So it yeah, it, it just I actually great, run it locally um, just for the saving times. That was yeah, actually the, the, yeah. the sole reason I got it. It was off uh, on a sale. I think it was maybe 150. Um, so I've, I've been looking at it for for a while, but I just run it locally, and I know other people do that as well, just for the saving times. Because if you have a big template, especially with Hollywood Orchestra, it gets really, mm. really large. Mm. Saving times can go into minutes. Yep. Um, and just having that cool. reduced to one second is, is great. Oh, it's, you got the intrigue. You got the intrigue. It's, it it's a lot of work to set up, mm. I, yeah. I have to say. <laughs> and there are issues with NKS, and I think you mentioned that you like using NKS, and you'll find there are some problems, and you should look into that before mm. making that. Well, well, I like NKS for for contact instruments, I want to say. <laughs> I don't use them for other stuff. But, uh, but uh, you, you got me intrigued, guys. Uh, I'm not going to do that right now, but, you know, eventually I realize you get more and more libraries, and it does take time. You know, to have a maybe find a cheap server or something or like that, that that might not be a bad idea to stress the computer desk. But you know, it's a big purchase. But I like that idea. So cool. Awesome. Again another uh, rabbit hole to, to go down. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. So I was thinking, uh, uh I know we said today we we're not gonna do too long, so uh some of us are uh well I'm 
too, a little bit tired. I'd love to talk to you, actually. And if you guys mm. want to continue, we can do it. But I just wanted to check in with you because we have covered quite a lot of it. Not what we said we were going to cover, but it doesn't matter. We're, we're, it doesn't matter at all. There's, there's no problem. Uh, I, I like that we just go and talk about things. So uh, what do you guys say? Should we uh, continue a bit or are we finished for today? I, I just want to say if you three guys want to move on, I, I'd be, uh, I, I wouldn't mind at all. Um, yeah, I, I'm quite tired so uh, yeah I, I, tired. I, I, i'm gonna bow out at, at this point but uh, I, it's been great having a chat again and it actually really yes. energizing me again but uh yeah well i yeah, i think uh, i think we've got it we've got enough to to uh, to chew on until the next time absolutely um, it gives us a lot to to think about yeah yeah i think it's good too we've done almost one and a half or close to it and uh i just wanted to say uh i really mean this i'm not just you know saying nice thing here. It's really nice to be with you guys. Uh, I'm learning a lot. Um, so this is one of the benefits of doing this. And I hope you guys will listen or watch. You do too. So you all have great experience and ideas. And um, yeah, that's that's why we're doing this. So really thank thank you all guys again for participating. So yes. Yeah. And one more thing. Yeah. We were the original ones. Spitfire came later. Oh yeah, that's right. That's, oh, right. Yeah. that's right. That's true. Yeah, I wanted to say that. Yeah, we saw that. That that, that was kind of funny. I mean, they did that to market their stuff, and that's totally fine. But I, I, it was just a funny coincidence that it just happened to come right after. Oh, we new, new originals. A new original is coming out Thursday, so I can't wait to see what that's what that's going to be like. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know what that is. Too. And then, then maybe we'll we'll talk about this. this I I still am looking at that ADO site. And it's like you know everybody's saying, well, what are you gonna what are you gonna get? What are you gonna get with your fifty percent off coupon? And it's <laughs> like it's just it's just like so much. I just like I I do have their passionate PM though, um, yeah. and um, I need to look at that some more. But uh, yeah, so it's 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 free for all. And and again, man just so honored to be a part of this roundtable and uh, to be able to share with you guys. It is these interactions that are so valuable because uh, we go to someone else's world. We're, we're just, we go outside and we discover new things. I love what Reed said. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our five-year mission is to explore strange new worlds. You yeah, know, that's exactly, that's fantastic. It, and it's spot on because, that, because that's, what, uh, that's what I say a lot of times. Sampling libraries are destinations. They 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 take you into different worlds, different places uh, that you would never be able to experience uh, outside of the libraries. And so it's just fantastic, and uh, so so much so much richness and wealth uh, represented by you guys. And I'm just so glad to be a part of this. <laughs> Likewise. All right. Well, with that, uh, let's uh, complete this podcast, episode two. And if it all continues the way we want it to, we will be back in two weeks. Tell you more about the wonderful world of composing in DOS and songwriting and all kinds of stuff. So until then, take lots of care. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.